podcast where I, Lydia, and I, Ashna, open up the conversation on sustainability to inform and empower. We want to connect real people to topics they care and are curious about, but without the jargon or BS. Mm. Join us as we chat about all things sustainability related and how they intersect with our daily lives. From eating out to what we wear to the latest technology and more. And we're also going to bring in some really cool guests doing cool things for people and the planet. Hi, Lydia. Hey, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. We finally saw each other this week, so it feels great to, to catch up. Yeah, things are opening up in the UK, which is lovely. Sun is shining. Things Sun are looking is shining. Up. It's Easter while yeah. we're recording this. So, um, yeah, our, our, our lockdown measures have slowly loosened, which I definitely think makes people a lot happier. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. What what are your Easter? What's been your Easter? I remember last year we did a um a recording around Easter and we were like, how to still have Easter? Oh yes. <laughs> and we were like, don't forget you can you can still eat chocolate. <laughs> don't forget we just entered lockdown, but it's only gonna be another month. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Take some, take some avocado pits and dye your eggs. That will co- create joy. Don't worry, you'll almost be out. <laughs> what do we know? I don't know. Nothing. Oh, that's so funny that we thought that. Oh, so did the okay. rest of the world. So did Boris, to be fair. So we're not yeah. that off. How, um, yeah, what's your East been like this year? been quite nice actually i guess the weather is slowly turning um but yeah it's been a lot of walks as you do um some <laughs> meeting friends real friends in a picnic which was good uh but yeah pretty oh, chill am i not a real friend well you you were invited but you didn't come <laughs> so i don't yeah, know and now you've got to be really exclusive it's like you can only have five friends (laughs) bless yourself Mm -hmm. so what about you how was your easter Um, with your family i yeah i was with my family and um it was really nice we went actually we went to alton towers what um (laughs) yeah alton towers is open just for the gardens and and my alton tower the isn't that the amusement park? Yeah. Yeah. So you went to an amusement park to see flowers? Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, when you put it like that. No, it's got really nice grounds and gardens and, like, stuff to do aside from the rides. So they'd open that up and, and we went went to see it. It was lovely. A nice oh, day. No. I got well, a bit sunburned. Whoa. <laughs> Who do you think yeah. you are getting a sunburn in April? I know. Who needs who needs Saint Tropez? When you can go to when, when you can Alton get to Alton Towers. Towers. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, let's dive into this topic um, for today. Mm-hmm. So this topic uh, it, it is one we actually wanted to do for a while. Um, but as with this new season, we really wanted to, again, take it back. We've, we've spoken about this in the first bits of our episode, but really talk about our core pillars. Again, when we first started, we really wanted to talk about the, the topics that were mainly in the media around sustainability, such as fast fashion, cool new products, water usage, you know, what are the things people are doing better to make this world a greener place? However, we also really wanted to talk about the broader topics. So what are our foundation like sustainable finance, community, racism, feminism? And again, how does how does it intersect with sustainability and again, living a more holistic um, greener life. So yeah, today's topic is mental health and how it again links to sustainability, how a positive mental health is quite parallel to a positive um, environment and sustainability for our future. So again, we wanted to underpick some of those big juicy topics. Yeah. And I, I really like the topic of mental health and I'm glad it's not a new topic. I feel like over the past few years, mental health has coming into the everyday conversation and it's you know workplaces are addressing it parents and children are communicating more about it governments are you know putting more funding and awareness around it so I think it's it it is coming more to the fore which is great um but yeah diving into in our context how mental health is kind of fundamental to achieving the sustainable sustainable development goals which we'll come to um and yeah just how it kind of intersects with sustainability as a whole yeah and I guess today we'll talk about um a little bit of a refresher on the UN's 17 sustainable development goals I know this is a a buzzword for many in the industry some that aren't in the industry just have heard of it but don't know what they are so we'll just give a bit of a refresher on them because I think it's really important to understand Um, then also looking at a bit of you know what are those parallels between mental health and the SDGs then we also just want to explore a bit more on how is mental health essential to achieving these goals and vice versa? Um, or is it not? So yeah, again, a lot of topics to unpack, um, but we do have a challenge this episode. The challenges are back. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. It's not, What's the challenge? It's not a game show because I, <laughs> I don't know how popular <laughs> those were. Other co-hosts didn't like the game shows, so I had to reel it back. Um, but this challenge is, I think, one that all of our listeners can do. So thank you again for any messages on the challenges, how you've done them, your switch on, switch off moments. Please keep sending them to us. Um, but yeah, this challenge is all about opening up the conversation on mental health. So last episode or maybe two episodes before, we talked about how you can have conversations with your friends and family about your values. So this is very similar, but more or less, how do you actually talk about mental health with, again, your colleagues, your workplace, your friends, your family, people that might not understand? Um, and yeah, how you can ensure everyone around you is is kind of comfortable speaking about topics that may be challenging. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. 
So what do we, are we going to come to that at the end? Yes, we will. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. Shall we do switch on off moments? Yes, we should. Do you have any? Do you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Is this because you need to think of one? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I have one, which is, you know, because because of lockdown and all the regulations um, at the moment, when I've been out and about, I've you kind of have to, like, take more stuff with you. So I take, you know, yesterday I took, like, a packed lunch with me and, like, you know, you have, like, I had a can and I had a plastic water bottle, I know, shock I shouldn't I shouldn't have had that but um you know this is like combined with the fact that there aren't like recycling facilities around and there aren't you know the normal places you'd sort of go to you'd know like to you know what I mean like I know in the office there's the recycling bin and I know like when I go to someone's house I can use their recycling bin or whatever but when you're out and about and you're like in a public place, you have you, that's not so available. So I just I felt that tension a few times when I've been out and about, and I just thought that was quite a good one. Yeah, quite I think it's also the same when you travel as well. You know, if you don't have yeah all of your things or you don't know what recycling means in that language and you don't know what all the holes are for, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's my little switch off moment. I think that one's a painful one too. Like when you have to have a plastic bottle for me, if I, you know, didn't have a bring my water bottle and I have to purchase one, I'm like, oh, come on. Like it, it bothers yeah. me to no end for some reason. But no, it happens. I think that's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What about you? Um, I don't really have a concrete one like that, but I guess mine's more of a switch on about, um, I guess, talking about kind of like our, our previous episode, actually living to what I said on how to talk to friends and families about topics that you care about. And recently, the Netflix documentary, which I'm sure most have heard of already, Seaspiracy, um, has really opened up that that dialogue on so many controversial points some people thinking the documentary is you know inaccurate some people actually standing by it so I think me being a vegan it it puts me almost in an awkward position of yes I obviously believe all those things that have been said on the documentary to some extent um but then others that don't it's it's very much you know you get put into a place of not a not an argument, but more of a, a healthy debate is what I would call it, um, which I do think is quite hard. And I think I've uh, I've actually stood behind what I believe in my values. And, you know, people ask why um, mm. being able to communicate that. And I guess for me, again, it's it's that hard balance of not sounding preachy and, you know, ensuring you can educate people in a way that feels right to you without, you know, preaching so yeah I think that's my switch on moment of just being proud of how I've been able to stick to my values and communicate them in an effective way well that's good Mm. and do you think our our episode having gone through that kind of had that was more at the forefront of your mind like yeah definitely 
I think it's yeah. for me it's this kind of you know especially if you're in a big group you know like six people with people having different opinions the the default shouldn't always be I'm gonna people please and say what doesn't cause tension or an argument but you know sometimes that's not always the case and I think the episode really enabled me to not be fearful of other people's perceptions if my view is slightly different which is good Mm. Mm. great yeah switch Um, in action switch in action yes um (laughs) but yeah I guess to our listeners let us know if you had any you know moments like that from our podcast or you were inspired to have other conversations with people because again by living that experience it's not always easy even though we are speaking about doing that on a podcast every other week um (laughs) yes but but yeah I guess diving straight into the topic um and yeah I guess for those that don't know what the UN sustainability goals are um they were shared in 2015 by the United Nations and really what the goal was, and this is just me reading this from the website, but, you know, it was a guidelines and a blueprint for peace and prosperity for people on the planet now and into the future. So basically, you know, how can we live better lives for not only just, you know, the environment, how that intersects with people as well. Um, and again, this was really done by creating 17 sustainable development goals. So again, for developing countries developed and basically an urgent call to action. How are we actually going to change the world, so to speak, in in simple terms, um, in 17 core areas essential to us? Mm -hmm. So there was one area like no poverty, there was one like no hunger, all of these different areas, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And so how how do these relate to to mental health? (laughs) so i guess yeah i guess before we dive into that i've got a pop quiz for you lydia oh okay (laughs) i like so (laughs) so it is a game show (laughs) it is a game show yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um trick question how many goals are there oh trick question (coughs) well i know there are 17 actual yeah. ones yeah that, are they that like sub goals that was the answer i just wanted to make sure you were oh. listening <laughs> it's 9 a.m okay. on a on a bank holiday monday so you know just, just checking <laughs> um okay yeah so so on your question there are 17 goals but then within that there's targets so each goal can have you know 10 to 20 different types of targets um or less or more so how many targets do you think there are Ooh, 169 did you cheat <laughs> i'm on the website oh in our <laughs> Yes. 169. Um, yes, you are <laughs> right, but I don't know if that counts. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, another, I guess, easy question. What year is the end target for these goals? Um, and again, it's goals for our future, but they were created in 2015 for an end kind of goal, so to speak. What are they kind of 
mm. do to be done by. Okay, so this one I don't really know. So is that like maybe 2050? 2030. So a lot of people actually know know as the Sustainable Development Goals as the 2030 um, UN goals. Ah. But yeah, 2030. So don't have much time. Um, but yeah, many things have already been done, which is quite uh, inspiring. Mm, okay. Cool. Um, so we know. So we know what the goals. We know what they're about. Yeah. Now diving into mental health. Um. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I found it really interesting to do the research on this topic because, you know, at first when I thought mental health, how is that connected to the environment? It just seemed like quite a big topic to take. Um, so I found a lot of articles actually linking our SDGs, our Sustainable Development Goals, to mental health and how actually... There are so many parallels to, you know, if we improve our SDGs, mental health will improve and vice versa. Um, but yeah, I guess taking a step back, I thought it was quite interesting to, to understand the first parallel of how mental health and SDGs actually impact everyone. It's not like, you know, one particular topic in health Um or, you know, heart disease, for instance, it's, it's such a broad topic that does impact anyone, no matter, you know, if you're in a developing country or a developed country, you're a man, woman, rich, poor, you know, it really does impact Mm. everyone, which, you know, I, I think it just goes to show how important both topics really are, and how much they do need to be voiced. Yeah, that's interesting. And is there, there's this statistic that more than 80% of people with mental health uh, conditions live in low and middle income countries. And and 80% of those people don't receive any treatment or support. So that's interesting. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think with that, obviously, you know, mental health is, is everywhere despite you know, your income status, but you can clearly see it in areas where, you know, they don't have access to education, healthcare, um, certain factors. And that's really what the SDGs are about. It's, you know, things like how do we eradicate poverty? How do we ensure good education for all? How do we have, um, you know, gender equality? Um, Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so the the approach with like the SEGs is to kind of review all of these 17 different like fundamental areas of life or like building blocks for, you know, creating a, a more sustainable world. Um, and so when there's progress in one, you know, we typically see they're all very interconnected, aren't they? So like poverty is very much linked to the hunger one. Um, women's, uh, you know, gender equality is very much linked to the poverty one. And like, it all interrelates, doesn't it? So I think mental health is also in there, um, interrelated with all of these things. And, you know, so the more we do, we support the SDGs, the more we're going to support mental health. Um, And it's all like a vicious circle like that, isn't Mm -hmm. it? definitely or a positive circle I don't think it's vicious I think it's it's you know positive reinforcement feedback loop 
yeah, and I think on that point of like how similar they are is is how multidisciplinary the cooperation is. So you know if again if you're looking at sanitation and water sanitation and access of clean water and helping something in that you again you can have an impact to an other SDG way down the line. Whereas again certain illnesses like you know a heart disease you might prescribe a medication for the heart disease and it's very much a direct approach to target that one issue whereas again multi mental health and why it's such a difficult topic to talk about with people is again the solution isn't so black and white you know it could be you know ensuring mm. somebody has a, a safe home and a you know a, a roof over their head that can also treat something else like anxiety or depression so it's not always, you know, the antidepressant medication that helps the depression. It can be, you know, the whole and what's around yes. that person. It's like that, well, it comes back directly to that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I don't know if you've heard of this, where, you know, unless you have the fundamental basic requirements to, to survive, like shelter, food, water, you know, then you're not going to be able to deal with some of the higher, like on the hierarchy, some of the higher things like, you know, freedom of choice and, you know, self-actualization and all of these things which require a stable, mm -hmm. you know, basic needs being met to, to be doing those, those other things. So if you haven't looked up that hierarchy, look it up because it kind of explains a lot about how, poverty and hunger and and all of these things which are very much touched on by the sdgs relate to mental health mm -hmm. and could impact on it um, and i guess i guess that's also what what proves that stat of you know 80 percent of people with mental disorders live in low middle income countries you know a lot mm. of those people don't have the ability to get the support they need for mental health or unable to, you know, focus on healthcare when they're focusing on the basics within the SDGs, like providing food for their family or, you know, just ensuring there's clean water. So I, it's mm. sad that that, that's, that is there, but it, it definitely makes sense. And what improving yeah. the SDGs are all about is reducing that stat completely. Yeah. And also there's things like, which come, come along with the, so the interconnectedness between physical health and mental health as well. So mm -hmm. if your physical health is not as good as it could be because of your circumstances, because you don't have access to healthcare, whatever, or, or if you're like, I don't know, if you're suffering from um, addiction or whatever, then that can affect mental health <clears throat> as well, of course. Um, and so that's also something that the SDGs kind of addresses, which is, you know, improving well-being at all ages. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I guess now we can dive straight into the SDGs for those who want to know more about them and how we thought there was that connection to mental health. 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think what I what I did for the first one is just kind of group a couple where I, I think it's just sad to some degree how many parallels there are, but also interesting that if, you know, we are swimming in the same direction of improving mental health in the SDGs, we can hopefully have a world that fixes it all. Um, but yeah, the first one where I thought there's so many parallels is number one, which is no poverty. Number two, zero hunger. Number three, improving health health um, and welfare. And number six, which is clean water and sanitation. Um, but yeah, so many, so many links with all of those, which we can discuss. Yeah, like, as we said, like this, this hierarchy of needs, all of those things are kind of like basic, very, very basic human needs, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we can help support societies to improve nutrition, you know, availability of water, resources, healthcare, you know, it's, it's gonna have a positive effect on mental health. Yeah, and I think, you know, when I when I dig dug into this, it was also on two sides. So it was one looking at, you know, how do we prevent mental health in the first place, and how can we, you know, treat it from from the first signs to then also mm-hmm. how do you. Um, support it when you know it's been embedded for a while or somebody has been suffering for a while and I think you know with poverty it's looking at disadvantages it's it's really right from the start you know and it's a sad spiral domino effect Mm -hmm. in in a sense of you know okay you don't have the right resources so you aren't getting the right nutrients zero hunger again SDG number two not getting the right nutrients leading to brain impairment um, how your neurons actually work which is you know the fundamentals of what children actually you know Mm -hmm. start their lives with um, then leading to long-term impact so I think again we can look at improving these SDGs from both a preventative and um, a support to kind of fix existing issues as well yeah yeah definitely and I was going to say that, you know, not all mental health is like, we're not, just to be clear, like we're not referring to like mental health clinical conditions necessarily, but also just that general well-being aspect of mental health mm-hmm. where, you know, you you feel there's just so, there's, there's just like all of it, you yeah. know, even if you don't have like a clinically diagnosed condition, this is all still very relevant. Yeah, definitely. And then what about, um, there's the one about education, so providing good quality education, also gender, gender equality, um, empowering women and girls. How do you think those kind of link to all of this as well? I think like, the first ones we just talked about, the poverty, zero hunger, health and water, you know, it's it's almost like a no brainer. You know, if you improve that, you obviously improve mental health. But again, what I'm really interested about season three of Switch is, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is talking about some of these other ones like, you know, good education and gender inequality and how that actually really does play an impact to mental health, sustainability, all these different indirect and direct links and 
again, I think this could be a topic on its own, but just looking at gender equality and the SDG of, okay, we want to empower all women and girls, but, you know, with mental health, women are typically the main character, a carer in, in a lot of cultures. Um, there's culture differences, there's role differences, um, different identity factors, which obviously does play a huge impact to mental health, just from these social factors alone, um, how they're perceived, what they're allowed to do in some cultures, you know, the, the rules, the stigmas, the the weight that a lot of these women have to carry still exists. And without, you know, providing equality across that, there's there's always going to be a disproportion of mental mental mm-hmm. illness and different types of things that women have to face. Yeah, yeah. And there's also the physical kind of, physical psychosocial aspect as well of like abuse in a lot of cultures and domestic violence and you know just a lack of welfare I suppose and support Mm. in those scenarios which obviously will have an impact on on the mental health of women and and families and then also the, the pay gap obvious one but um you know if women aren't educated and then supported in the workplace to to enter the work uh, place and you know there's a pay gap that of course is going to play back into this cycle of like poverty and like women not being independent being able to be independent and that obviously having an effect on their health their mental health and it all just circles back yeah, and and I guess like I don't want this to come across as <clears throat> me or, or us saying men don't experience mental health because that's not the case at all. Oh, of um, yeah. E- even the fact of yes, you know, when you look at the statistics, I think it's now one in four women in the UK have mental illnesses versus one in seven. I think I need to ch- check that stat. Um, but a higher percentage of women are the ones that will actually get treated. So, you know, there is a flip side of, yes, the cases are typically higher in women, but they're the ones that are actually getting treated. And and that could be why they're the ones with the higher proportion of stats. But I do feel like there's such a whole, there's a whole host of, um, issues surrounding women. And just even by, again, going back to the physical, anatomy of a of a female they have got to carry the child they could potentially have postpartum depression they can have all of these disadvantages that come from just being a woman like the pay gap that typically comes because a woman is out of business or out of of business out of you know on maternity leave for so long and it's just Mm -hmm. kind of this just from being a woman effect that you have all of these different um issues Mm. And I think also, like, because obviously, yes, like men and men to, you know, we've we've each got our issues as, in whatever gender you are. But mm-hmm. um, I think the pa- the patriarchy, yeah. I love talking about patriarchy, the patriarchy <laughs> does no one any favours because it penalises women for being, you know, for, for certain things, but it also penalises men. Mm-hmm. as a result because if women aren't 
don't have equal rights, don't have equal pay, don't have equal help, you know, all of these things. That in turn has a negative impact on men in many ways because they there's toxic masculinity. There's mm. a, fe- a pressure on men to not talk about their emotions, their feelings, their, you know, their problems, their financial difficulties. They're the provider. They have to, like, carry all of this pressure financially. And it's not, you know, that's going to have an effect on their mental health as well. So it's like... Yeah everyone's problems are affected by this gender inequality. Yeah, basically. And I guess another one we wanted to touch upon is grouping a bunch. So 7, 12, 13, and 14, which are all around protecting our natural resources. So having fish in our ocean, having um, better agriculture, land resources, water I think you know a bunch of them are are all of those ones mm-hmm. but I think that one um and I guess when I was reading on the, these ones I was like how is there a direct impact to to mental health but I I think it's actually essential you know if we we protect our our planet and the resources that provide for us and give us you know the water the food all of our needs you know, we're, we're then ensuring that any other dependency such as mental health or happiness or any sort of issue is actually dependent on, on that, which is crucial. And, and I think those are almost the building block before we even look at any other SDGs. Yeah, protecting our natural resources. And also, yeah, the, the, the therapeutic aspect of like having having those natural resources like available to you you know we know that in cities in inner cities people's mental health and stress and that is exacerbated because they don't have access Mm -hmm. to green space so it's all very much connected yeah and i think it's also interesting when you look at different case studies that you know there was a couple of natural disasters where they talked to the people and then looked at the impact of their mental health before where they had data on that after um, and any sort of natural disaster where it's an impact to you know someone's home someone's livelihood where they live where it just naturally just shows increased levels of stress anxiety um post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. disorder, long-term mental health implications. So mm. again, this pressure on our, our, our land from climate change and natural disasters naturally is just showing um, a change in mental health. Yeah, of course. And yeah, you can, I, that's so, so true. You know, like we're a little bit perhaps in our world like you you and I like a little bit removed from that direct dependency on the land and like farming and you know the commercial side of like the the land mm-hmm. and but if you're a farmer in I don't know Papua New Guinea and there's like some sort of natural disaster then that's like your whole life is completely yeah. screwed over. 
Yeah, definitely. And they, they did show a bit of this in Seaspiracy when you saw the impact of commercial fishing on on just fishermen trying to get food on the table because there was just simply no fish anymore. They'd have to go out further, risk their lives. And mm. again, we're so far removed from the food chain and how we obtain mm. food anymore. We're hardly picking our apples from our trees to eat them. It's all sadly in a plastic wrapper at the grocery stores for us to collect. But yeah, definitely it's it's so essential. So improving these natural resources is only going to improve our mental health across the board. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Should we dive into our challenge of how we talked about mental health? Yeah. Great. I thought that uh, was really good by the way just to go through the development goals. Oh, good. I hope I'm glad it's uh, useful. Hope it's helpful for others as well. Mm. Okay, so the mental health challenge. Did you? How did you feel about this one? I thought it was um, a lot easier than I thought it would be. Just talking about mental health because it's. Mm. I think with COVID, especially, it's been a lot more resources have been available to us even just talking to your friends about how are you feeling how are you you doing emotionally is just been something you ask now especially with COVID but I don't think if it was a year ago I would necessarily ask that it's it's not only just sometimes it can be surface level but it's so much easier to say I'm good yeah I'm, I'm fine when Mm. You know, somebody might not always be the case. So, yeah, I think with friends, it's it has been quite easy um, recently. Also, in work, we went on a mental health course, which was really useful. And I, I definitely encourage people and businesses to do that for their employees um, or at least managers, which is what my company did. And it just allows you to then have those conversations with the people you manage of, you know, how are you doing? Not everything is a work focus target and a work goal but dedicating time to just how you mm. care for your employees yeah yeah what, what about you yeah I think there's so many so many things that I could talk about on this one actually so I think the definitely the, the impact of covid that's helped in a number of ways to open this conversation about mental health because everyone obviously it's it's really like shit so everyone is mm -hmm. asking each other how they are but I think part of that is actually the shared experience of it mm -hmm. more than anything I think in like a year ago more before COVID you wouldn't feel directly connected to people's there was less of a sense of the shared experience mm-hmm probably so it was like there wasn't an in to kind of understand what yeah. other people were going through whereas now I think we're all like on the same page with what's gone on and it's much easier to just open that topic yeah and um, I guess we're, and all, then, we're all in it together type of approach right it's yeah yeah you know it's and that that's been like quite positive thing about mm -hmm. about it all is bringing people together um and and you can see that from the number from the number of people who are like taking note and like addressing certain social issues like social mm -hmm. justice issues like there's been black lives matter there's been 
um, the in the UK there was the whole the Sarah Everard, you know, mm-hmm. um, women's safety thing, Asian hate, you know, all of these movements which may not have had as much visibility if it wasn't for everyone looking in the same direction. Right yeah, now. Um, so there's that, and I also think um, what I've been learning at work as well is this the prominence of it and made it a lot easier to talk about mental health at work and also because I work with healthcare organizations mm-hmm. um their their view as well their the conversation among healthcare workers has been um a lot around mental health and how as like leaders within that sector can support people emotionally because that ultimately is what makes them good at their job well you know a lot a large part of it is how you are in yourself so yeah it's all coming a lot easier to talk about in my view definitely well I guess that is it from us um I hope you all learned about the SDGs and mental health (laughs) and our reflections inspired you to have conversations with your friends um yeah, any last yeah. points from you, Lid? Yeah, I thought this was a really um, good conversation. I love, I love the the SDGs. It's good to talk about mental health. So, yeah, bring them together was great. And um, yeah, l- reach out to us through social media or online. Um, it's hello at podcastswitch.com for email, and then at podcastswitch for any social media. So look forward to to hearing what you thought and and how you um, think about these things. Yes, definitely. And um, have a great week and hope to hear from you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.